0: Hey everyone, welcome to the 7th episode of care Cut. I'm your host and storyteller, Gairav Shah. Today's story, today's care Cut, is about a maths professor at Carnegie Mellon University who is worth $700 million. Okay, what's so great about this maths professor? Did he win a Nobel Prize in mathematics or something? Did he discover a new formula? Is this gonna be a complex story about mathematics? If he's worth $700 million, why is he still teaching maths? And how is he worth $700,000,000? Why cover this person's story? There are many people in the world who are worth more than what he is worth. What's so great about him? I know. When I said the first two lines, your brain might have erupted with several of such questions. So, did he win Nobel Prize in mathematics or something? Did he discover a new formula? Is this gonna be a complex story about mathematics? No, no, and no. This person doesn't care about $700,000,000. He doesn't even care how much he is worth. Actually, he literally said fuck you, not verbally of course, to Bill Gates when he asked him to work for him when he was just 20. He also said something similar to Google later in his life. So who is this person? Well, today's story, today's carecut, is not about a company or an idea. Today's story is about the founder of Captcha. Yes, if you have used internet, you might have heard about it for sure. And Duolingo, the language learning app, Louis Von An. Again, I know. You might be thinking, kind of, what's so great about CAPTCHA? It's just something that prevents internet spamming, right? And what's so great about Duolingo? It's just a language learning app, right? Hmm, not exactly. By the way, for those who don't know, CAPTCHA is that blurry text image with a text box where you have to enter the letters. Or nowadays, you see an image puzzle where you have to select only those boxes where a car or a bridge is shown. Rings a bell, right? That's CAPTCHA for you. What I wanna say in the next couple of minutes will completely change your understanding for these two products and will also increase the respect you have for Louis Vuitton and based on what I've said so far from negligible to max 100. So hear me carefully. What if I tell you that Captcha and Duolingo are not just a spam preventing tool or a language learning app? It's more than that. What if I tell you that by using captcha and Duolingo, you're not only preventing spam and learning a new language, but also digitizing 2.3 million books every year without even knowing it, and basically translating the internet into other languages. Presently, because of Louis Vuong more than 10% of human population is helping in digitizing the scanned books over the internet unknowingly. Yes, I repeat, unknowingly. Back in early 2000, where Louis Vuong was also a student at CMU, Yahoo visited the campus. They came with a special problem. They gave a talk on how internet spamming is costing Yahoo millions of dollars in cleanup. 20 20-year-old Louis thought, there should be a solution to this. He knew for a fact that computers cannot, by far, understand any jumbled words. They can, to some extent, understand a binary language, but they cannot understand any scanned letters. That's the difference between computers and humans. Computers in general have OCR, which is Optical Character Recognition, to understand digital text. But it can't understand scanned, improper, or to some extent, blurry or jumbled letters, while humans can. And even today, in 2020, with machine learning, we haven't reached that far where we can say computers can read anything and everything. So the solution was simple. Why can't we create a line between humans and computers to prevent spam? This gave birth to CAPTCHA. The term was coined in 2003 by Louis Vaughan An, Manuel Blum, Nicholas J. Hopper and John Langford. A week after Louis came up with the solution, Yahoo implemented his solution and Louis was just fine with a simple thank you from Yahoo. Now, let's do some simple math. From the data Louis had on captchas, around 200 million captchas are submitted every single day. Now, on an average, a single captcha takes around 10 seconds to get submitted. 10 times 200 million equals, 5,000 human hours. That's 5,000 human hours of pure wastage. He thought, what if we don't use any random letters for CAPTCHA but instead use actual words from scanned books which the computers can't read and would have otherwise taken millions of hours to convert into digital text or might have taken us tons of money. What if we put these human effort and brain to solve a greater problem? So CAPTCHA isn't just a tool to prevent spamming. It's more than that. Collectively, we are all part of some bigger cause without even knowing about it. All thanks to Louis Vaughan. We all are converting unreadable, scanned books over the internet into digital text. We all are helping to secure and convert history and knowledge in a way. But his vision doesn't end here. Later, after several years, when Louis started teaching at CMU, he was thinking of much bigger cause. He asked the students one single question. How can we use the same technique we use for capture and solve something bigger, make a bigger impact? How can we translate the internet? By the way, 86% of the world's population don't speak English. 55.5% of all web content is in English. However, only around 20% of the world's population speaks English at all. And just 5% of the world speaks English as a native language. There are roughly 6,500 spoken languages in the world today. However, about 2,000 of those languages have fewer than 1,000 speakers. So even if we eliminate those 2,000 languages, we are still left with 3,500 languages which aren't English. But still, most of the internet is in English. That's like preventing almost 20% of the world to not access majority of the internet. Who is at loss here? We as humans are at loss here. That's wastage of creativity, innovation only because of language barrier. So again, the question, how can we use human collective effort to translate literally the internet? Basically, how can we get 100 million people translating the web into every other language? One of his students came up with an idea of a language learning app and that gave birth to Duolingo. So how did they go from translating the web to language learning app and how is this solving the problem? The primary problems were lack of bilinguals and translating the web manually would not only take years but millions of dollars too. So the idea is to get the world to solve this issue by translating the web themselves, for the people, by the people. But how do we motivate people to do that? Solution. People want to learn languages, yes I repeat, people want to learn languages, hence Duolingo. So by learning a new language, and if you have used Duolingo, you're not given random words or sentences. Hear me carefully again, by learning a new language on Duolingo, you are not given random words or sentences to translate in the app while learning. But guess what? These are actual sentences, words from the web, from the internet that you are translating. This is pure genius of Louis Vuongan. But what is the accuracy of the translation you ask? How can we be sure that the translations will be correct? We all are just learning the language, right? Well, the app is designed in such a way that it uses AI and captures multiple translation of given sentence from millions of people. The AI then correlates all the translation and checks whether they match. After analyzing millions of translation of that very sentence, the app then selects the final one based on all this entered translation. So basically, we are all translating the web, the internet by learning a language. But where does the revenue come from? Well, obviously Lewis might have thought about that. He knew that he has to find a way where the app can thrive itself. So he offered this translation to major media companies, news outlets like CNN, New York Times to name a few. So yes, we all are part of something bigger without even knowing about it. This is pure example of democracy. Power distribution by the people for the people. He basically created a blockchain of human vocabulary. That's pure decentralization of information. The more I think about it, the more I'm curious and fascinated. Imagine implementing such solution to any kind of learning. We won't be needing any institution. We won't need to pay hundreds of dollars to learn something we can learn for free, sitting at home. Everyone should know about Louis Vaughan. Everyone should contribute to his course. Do me a favor, message him a small thank you note on Twitter or LinkedIn. This is the least we can do. This person has to be celebrated. That's it from my end for this episode. Until then, stay home, stay safe, and keep tuning.